Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tops Talk, episode 28. And we thank you for listening in from whenever and wherever you are. I'm your host, Alex Burge. We have a jam-packed episode for you this week, which includes a discussion on the debut of our new UFC app called Tops UFC Knockout 16, along with a conversation about 2016 Stadium Club Baseball, which is in stores on July 1st. But this episode mainly features one of my favorite interviews I've done so far on Tops Talk. Tim Lynch is a longtime collector and autograph chaser, often trying to complete full autograph sets of Bowman Baseball and Bowman Draft Baseball. What sets Tim apart from all of us other collectors is that the man is now a member of the New York Yankees organization after being selected in the ninth round of this year's Major League Baseball draft. I chatted with Tim about his love for collecting, his journey to professional baseball, and what it will be like to finally sign a baseball card of himself. Tim Lynch, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, anytime, no problem. I gotta say, this might be one of my favorite interviews that I'm going to do because this is one of the reasons why I started this podcast in the first place. I mean, there are some pretty prominent people out there in interesting roles that love card collecting, grew up with card collecting, and you have the very rare perspective of being an avid card collector now turned face on a baseball card. I mean, what what are what are your <laughs> thoughts on this, man? Yeah, it's crazy. You know, uh you, you kind of being around the game all those years, you know, from spring training to to all the Florida State League games, kind of makes you just want to want to be a part of it even that much more, and be a part of the, the the professional baseball even that much more. So to you know to have a card is is, is pretty pretty unbelievable to go on top of everything else that the past couple of weeks has brought me. Talk about those uh, last few weeks. I mean, this must be a real big whirlwind for you. Yeah, you know, I, I had a pretty good idea that uh, that you know I was going to get picked, especially the, the day of the, the day two of the draft. I had a couple calls from some different teams. I was actually out there in Panama City with some of my teammates. You know, every year we do that new year trip, so we were all out there. And so, you know, a couple rounds went by. Obviously, you're sitting there after you know a bunch of tell you when you know when they're going to take you or you know that they're going to take you today. And then a couple rounds go by, and you're kind of just disappointed with each pick, almost it seems like. And then you know, you get the get the call that you've been taken, and especially you know from an organization like the Yankees, it really isn't an organization like them in all all the Major League Baseball, or you know, it's one of the best franchises in the entire world. Um, which it's just unbelievable. And then you know, two two three days later, you know, I'm saying bye to my friends. I'm heading back down to Tampa. You know, only about three hours from where I'm from. You know, spend a couple. You know, get all your paperwork, physical stuff like that out of the way. And then get a couple of workouts in, and now headed up here to the Appalachian League in Virginia to to really get really get my pro career going and get the season started. So it's been it's been a pretty crazy couple of weeks, but it's, it's, you know I wouldn't trade it for anything. I bet many people would trade a small fortune for for your <laughs> position, man. Uh, me, yours truly included. When did you first truly realize you were on the path to professional baseball? Obviously, a few weeks ago is a fairly easy answer, but what? What stage in your life did you realize that a, a career in baseball is a possibility? Probably when I was, you know, middle, you know, probably more towards my junior year of high school. You know, I started to, started to really get recruited by some colleges, started to hear from some some pro scouts, and at that time, it was kind of like, wow, you know, maybe I can 
maybe I can really do this if I keep if I keep working hard. And so, obviously, you know, didn't end up working out for me at high school, but you know, had a phenomenal four years. You know, couldn't have even imagined a better four years down there at Southern Miss. And then, you know, to you know, you fill out a million different questionnaires, medical questionnaires, you know, background info for all. You know, it seems like almost every team, <laughs> only one team actually drafts you. So it seems like you, uh, you know, you spend probably. 30 hours doing a million different questions for a bunch of different teams. And then, so, I mean, at the time it seems great because it seems like all these teams are interested in you and then, you know, but only one team obviously drafts you. So, but I, you know, I had, a, I had a pretty good idea, I guess, when I was, you know, towards the end of my high school, especially senior year, you know, junior, senior year in that ballpark, I kind of knew I, I might be able to have a chance. And now let's go way farther back, talking about the uh, your adolescence now, and, and that is when you know you really went into card collecting. and And talk to me about what really drew you to collecting baseball cards. Well, my my dad always took me out to the minor league game, or not the minor league game. Well, we we did go to the minor league games, but the spring training games is where I really kind of fell in love with it. You know, you. Roger Dean Stadium is one of the best stadiums for as far as fan access to be able to really get close to the players. You know, it's great for getting autographs. And so I'll go there, you know, back when the Expos were there, I guess when that was, I guess, you know, probably when I was eight, eight or so, you know, they had Vladimir Guerrero and the Cardinals had Mark McGuire. So there were some really good ones to go for. And I, you know, my dad and brother, we would go and I wasn't, I wasn't that into it, but kind of as I grew up, and learned more about like collecting and stuff like that. I really, really did get into it. Um, every year for Christmas, I would get the, uh, I would get the, the tops complete set, you know, that had the, you know, seven, 800 cards in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's a huge got, set. As I got older, as I got older and more learned about it more in depth, then we started me and some of my buddies ended up playing, um, or getting the season tickets for the four state league, which, you know, there's a we have two teams in Jupiter, so there's literally a game every single night of the summer, except the day of the All Star game is usually an off day. The Major League All Star game is usually an off day, so there's pretty much a game every day. So we were able to get those. You know, it was like 150 bucks for 140 games. You know, it's some you know, it's like a bucket, it's like a dollar a game. So we would all get that for Christmas along with our our our, our tops. You know, that big log it looks like a big old log of cards or whatever it is. And then we started getting the uh, the Bowman, you know, the Bowman draft set. Once we kind of learned more about it, and then uh, so then that way through the through the summer we kind of had the we had an idea of like okay this guy you know he's got a Bowman card you know we want to get him on our card so we can maybe get the entire set signed. And so it kind of just you know you have so much fun with it during spring training that when spring training ends it's like man you know I don't want this to be over you know I want to keep. I want to keep doing something. And then that's what really got me into my, you know, by the time I was like 11 or 12 was when I really got into the minor league card collecting and, you know, autograph chasing. And so it was, it was cool though, you know, cause you get, you know, you get to see guys like Ryan Braun, Jay Bruce, Justin Verlander, guys like that coming up through the minors, you know, you get to see him play first hand, you know, Miguel Cabrera, we was with Jupiter. So you get to see all these guys that are, you know, future major league superstars when you're, when they're you know just fresh out of college or fresh out of high school, and you know you get them, you know you get them on there. You know I got like you get them on their Bowman cards. You know they're they're maybe their tops update card that comes out after the draft, stuff like that. 
I mean, well, all you're talking cool. about is 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 so relatable. I mean, I mean to, <laughs> to to me and to everyone that will be listening to this. I mean, this is. I mean, you're you're preaching to the choir here, man. This is awesome. <laughs> and uh, now I want to know who you were absolutely on the nose about about a player that maybe your buddies really didn't know who it was, but you were like, you know what, this guy's going to be good, and then you were right. Well, you know, it's it's funny because uh, we. Actually, one of my best friends also played baseball. He he actually played at the same high school as me. He ended up going to junior college, but then he actually came to Southern Miss and played with me. He was part of our little autograph crew. <laughs> so in high school, yeah. So in high school, it was like whenever you know I knew about a guy, I knew about a player. Someone you know he knew about him too. So we kind of had we were able to kind of back each other up with, with what we were saying. But Jay Bruce was definitely when he came through, we were all like, man, you guys got to watch for this guy. You know, he's going to be a stud. And then Jabba Chamberlain, I actually have a cool story of Jabba Chamberlain back when he was there. We were, uh, you know, there's no real security or anything in the Florida State. They showed the one time we were out there, I guess Jabba, he had pitched the day before. He had got some of his side work in. And right before the game starts, for about 20 minutes, we were just out, out back behind the gate by where the bus pulls in, throwing the football with him. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> That's but, awesome. I mean, and that's yeah, another and part of this is that, you know, you have so many stories that go along with, with getting these autographs. So tell me a few of them uh, besides, oh. so you just told the Jabba yeah, ones. No, that's, yeah, that's the cool, you know, that's the, probably the coolest part about the autograph collecting. You know, you get, the, you get the item signed, obviously, which is cool, but I would say that's the coolest part is just the player interactions. You know, like throwing the football with Jabba Chamberlain. Uh, when I was, you know, early in Grady Sizemore's career, you know, he was, you know, arguably one of the top, you know, five or so best players in the game. Or, you know, he was up there with one of the best players in the game and early in his career with Cleveland. And we went over to Winter Haven. And it was kind of raining that day. And, you know, he signed a little bit inside, but I missed him. And I was all disappointed. You know, that's why you went to Winter Haven. You wanted CC, you wanted Travis Hafner, and you wanted uh, Grady. And so, we, you know, we were walking out, and the, the autograph collector and me, was was snooping and sure enough i saw like a little it looked like an old garage but it was a weight room in fact you know winter haven was very old and so i kind of walked over there because it was kind of behind a gate but no one was there so i was like oh you know i'll go check it out sure enough who's in there lifting weights after the game grady sizemore walked right in there you know he you know i kind of just stood there i couldn't wait for him to finish his lift but it it was kind of awkward because he was in there lifting and i was the only other guy there and so he kind of just looked at me a couple times, and he obviously knew that I was—I definitely wanted an autograph. And so he came right over, you know, talked to me for a little bit, signed my ball, and that was—that was—that was definitely really, really cool. And then, uh, you know, just Miguel Cabrera when he was real, real, real young—he was—he would always hang out and joke with us before the games, stuff like that. Especially minor league is, is really cool because you really do get to know some of those players and their personalities. Oh, for, without a doubt, that great that Grady Sizemore story is is hysterical. I the, he he I guarantee you he remembers that too. I mean, what other time would that have ever happened to him in his life? That's really funny. And, and you are persistent, sir. My goodness, and, and you have been persistent for a while. And I guess it takes persistence, of course, to get to professional baseball. So some of this uh, some of this drive definitely is is showing on the field now. Yeah, you know, you you drive you drive three or four hours, or I guess I don't know, Winter Haven's probably about three hours, you know, because it was it was a big, you know, my dad would take me, and my younger brother, and another one of my best friends, to over to, and his my my best friend and his dad 
we would all go take a West Coast spring training trip or West Coast of Florida during spring break until obviously we got into high school and I started having tournaments and stuff during spring break. But so we would go over to the West Coast and I'd get to see, you know, the Phillies, which, you know, their stadium in Clearwater is autographed for heaven. You know, if you want to get autographs, that's a great place to get them, especially for the visiting team. And we'd go to Tampa, we'd go to Fort Myers, you know, Winter Haven. We'd see, you know, we kind of just see teams you wouldn't normally get to see. And that was, that was really cool. director of app production here at tops chris vaccaro chris thanks so much for sitting down with me always a pleasure alex happy to be here happy to talk a little ufc knockout yeah but you beat me to it tops has a new app out right now tops ufc knockout 16 of course the year 16 it is so exciting this is such a it's a great sport tops already has a great relationship with ufc and now it, it it just gets a big shot in the arm with this new app. So why don't you tell people about this app? App number six in our digital suite, our digital portfolio. And you, you touched on it that we do have a really good, extensive, and existing relationship with UFC. So this is now an extension of that relationship, and it just made sense now. As we continue to get bigger, stronger, and faster from a digital perspective, uh, this was the right time to launch Tops UFC Knockout. And uh, we're excited about it. I have a whole new team just on board, passionate UFC fans and content specialists. And you know what? It's, it's coming out right in front of UFC 200, which is one of the biggest events in the history of that sport. So just exciting times all around for us. Yeah, and I really want to hit that home that this app is out right in time for this gigantic moment for UFC in UFC 200. And about this app that really will embrace this big time moment for UFC is the fact that the cards, just like in Topps Bunt and Topps Huddle and Topps Kick, will be playable. Talk a little bit about that. Yep, just as the sports apps have a fantasy element to it for Bunt, Huddle, and Kick, so will Knockout. So as fighters are performing and competing in the octagon, you can start their cards in your Knockout app and earn points concurrently. And so you put your favorite fighter's cards in, watching it in the full second screen experience, um, or first screen if you're actually at the fight itself, and lucky you if you are. Uh, and you can watch the points grow and compete against people around the world who also are playing Knockout. And so it's the same principle that we have in our other sports apps, uh, where the cards that you're collecting and trading are also playable. And so uh, just to come out right around when UFC 200 is going on, basically the Super Bowl of UFC, if you will, uh, uh, just a perfect time and, a, and a really, really exciting because from our gameplay perspective, we're doing something different now. We're doing something a little bit more evolutionary in terms of how our fantasy model works. And that's basically that our base cards in Knockout are going to score on multiple fronts. So there's different levels and different parallels of base cards that score differently based on how the fighter is performing. So if he, if a fighter um, conducts a move that gets a specific result, a right hook that results in a knockout, that card that you have that will have the right hook sort of um, technology associated with it is going to score differently than if you had the card of the same fighter and he was blocking a punch. So we're really diving deep and getting very granular in how the cards score, which is pretty cool and special for us because it really ups the ante of how we sort of have this gameplay model within a digital trading card app. And Chris, it's also worth noting that you know this 
app is going to be pushing out some exclusive content for UFC 200 itself. Yep, just like our other sports apps where we sort of hit every single major moment head-on with content, content is king, will be the same process and principles for our editorial production staff around this major, major moment. And so pre- and post-fight, there will be tons of UFC 200 content that comes out. Um, specifically, one cool set will be the UFC 200 posters set that our designer, Mike Pasali put a lot of really great creative juices into. Um, and then stay tuned, check the app for more. I don't want to give away too many teasers, but the posters one, uh, really, really getting rave reviews internally. And the, and the folks at UFC really love it as well. And speaking of posters, the poster boy for the app, Demetrius Johnson. I mean, this is a, a wonderful athlete that uh, now is truly part of the Tops family for UFC. And, I mean, what a time to get him. Yeah, we're really excited to work with Demetrius. He was equally as excited to uh, get the correspondence from us that we wanted to use him as our cover athlete. So he's on our icon. Uh, he's on our splash screen. He'll be on a lot of our marketing efforts and initiatives. We definitely feature him in a ton of the sets. Big-time fighter, big name, great guy. And, uh, you know, we're very proud that we have his endorsement for our product. And also, he fights. He doesn't fight in UFC 200, but he fights later on in July. So we're excited about that. We wish him the best of luck uh, this season or this year for him. And uh, just, just a great guy that we're excited to have on the face of our product. And, of course, you can get this app in the Apple or Google Play Store right now. And you can download it for free. Once again, that is Tops UFC Knockout 16. And so a story that I'm going to have to drag out of you now, because I know I want to hear it from you. I read about it, but I want to hear it from you. And maybe out, people out there haven't read about this yet, is the donut story. So please explain. <laughs> please explain this story and how you got a particular autograph. Yeah, you know, uh, my agent now is Josh Kuznick. He, he used to represent Lorenzo Cain. And, um, you know, Josh, obviously, he's very good about getting his players you know cards and stuff until lorenzo had a card and for you know whatever reason I'm not sure what the reason was he didn't he didn't want to sign the card so you know you get you get the set of cards and, you know it's every autographer you know and, and actually you don't even get the set you usually get two or three sets of that card so you can send some in the mail and if they don't come back your set's not ruined you know you know you, you want to get the entire set signed and lorenzo wouldn't want to sign this card so i was like man you know me and all my buddies were like man you know if he doesn't sign this card the set's ruined you know you're not gonna be able to finish it and so, uh, you know, he would sign baseballs, he would sign pictures, he would sign anything else besides this card. And so finally, the last day, who was the last time the Brevard, Man Brevard County Manatees, which were the brewers at the time, were in in Jupiter. And it was a Sunday afternoon game at 1 o'clock. You know, it's Florida State League. It's incredibly hot. There's maybe 100 people coming to the game that day or 200, you know. It's, it's not a great crowd there. And, and he... Uh, you know, I come up to him out by the bus before the game, and I say, hey, man, you know, because I went to Dunkin' Donuts with my mom for, for breakfast, and like, hey, man, you know, this is my last effort. You know, I'm not going to see you probably again until you get to the big leagues. You know, can you please just sign this card? And I handed him a half dozen donuts, and Darren Ford was sitting right there. And uh, he he had a big old smile on his face, and he, he looked at the donuts. You know, he, he said he loved the Marble Frosted one. And so, uh, yeah, he signed my car and he signed up for a couple of my buddies. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. 
So there you go out there. If you ever need a Lorenzo Cain <laughs> autograph, you go get those frosted Dunkin' Donuts and you go find Lorenzo Cain and 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 he apparently will do anything for those. That that's that is that is such a wonderful story and I love literally everything about it. The fact that you actually had the creativity to be like, "You know what? Outside the box thinking here." <laughs> well, you think about it now, it's crazy, you know, when you're when you're 13, 14, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, you think, man, these guys are, you know, they're so old, you know, they're so professional and everything. And now it's like, man, you know, like I'm just another kid out here, you know, playing pro ball. So, you, you know, you don't really realize at the time that these guys aren't that much older than you. You know, you kind of, you kind of put them on a, you know, you look up to them, they're role models. Yeah, and, so, uh, and now that you have this perspective now, starting tonight, opening day, opening night, rather, tonight for you, and, and I mean, this is starting such a chapter for your life, and in such a way, it's almost a duty for you to pay it forward and, and uh, sign oh, some yeah. things for, for, uh, for some fans, so I assume you're going to be very willing to sign things. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to enjoy every moment of it. You know, uh, back, at, back at school, you know, we actually we have a very good baseball fan base, a lot of, you know... We finished. We have some of the best attendance in the country, just for you know, which is a pretty great feat for a Trump school with only twenty thousand students or so. But so I, you know, I signed a couple there, and you know that was that was cool. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And you're gonna have your mug on a Bowman draft baseball card. It's it's gonna be yours. Talk us through what that means to you. It's a dream, you know. Uh, you grow up card collecting and having literally having literally getting this exact set every single year when you're younger and now to be on the set is like whoa you know (laughs) you know to to think that to think that kids people adults whoever collectors around the world are going to be you know trying to get this entire set signed and they're going to be wanting me to sign it is just you know wow you know i literally it's crazy you know i literally this is the set i used to have Every single, you know, every single year, this was, when you open the set, it was like, oh, yes, you know, my Bowman cards got in. You get to go through the entire box. You know, you look through, see all the players. You pull out, you know, who's in, this guy's in the Florida State League. This guy's in the Gulf Coast League. This guy's in the Appalachian League. This guy's in the Southern League, you know. So to actually be in it is, you know, it's, it's crazy. And one thing that I'm curious about now from just your perspective of, being a card collector what type of designs do you like i mean are you are you a stickler for certain type of designs or are you more of a i don't really care i'm just there to get the type of player that's on the card um well are you are you talking about as far as how the card looks like the picture yeah like how the card looks whether it's the design around the picture or the picture itself some people like posed some people like action photos I, I like I like action photos better especially if you can get you know like a, like a good batting stance photo is always is always nice you know, I don't I don't mind the you know the poses the poses are nice too, but I definitely like uh it was, I think it was the what what year what would it have been oh five maybe or oh six with the the blue borders those are probably my favorite the the baby blue border oh yeah with Kershaw Kershaw was a part of that set Jay Brew actually actually I got Kershaw I got Jay Brew you know I got all those guys I actually got Kershaw back when he was with Jackson the Jacksonville Suns at the time. I guess they were the Dodgers, what double A at the time, hitting the Marlins now. Just the, I like the the uh, the white outline, especially when you had the guys in the futures games. Those are those are cool. And yeah, for sure. Uh, Ryan Braun, I believe, was in that set. 
That's a great selection. And, and so are you mainly a, a Bowman guy, or do you kind of go a little bit towards sometimes maybe heritage uh, or archives? You know, I love the Bowman set, obviously, because you know there aren't a whole lot of minor league cards to to get. You know, there aren't there aren't a whole lot out there. And Bowman always, you know, Bowman always had a lot of four state league guys. You know, the Bowman it's a it's a very big set. You know, for oh yeah, you know for you know it's by far the best minor league set you could possibly get. And you know, Bowman they always kind of you know they just they make a it's a very 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 solid card. You know, it's got you know it has a nice gloss over it. Some of the some of the minor league cards sometimes are, you know, just straight paper. You know, they don't have a gloss over anything, and they can kind of get dinged up easy. And so, yeah, I was, you know, Bowman. Bowman was definitely, you know, get the Bowman right around. I guess what what comes out right around spring training or maybe February. Maybe I'm not sure. Yep, around that time. And Bowman draft is all is uh, comes out obviously uh, uh, later in the year, and and that's of oh, course when when right. you'll yeah, be. Right. That's when you'll be getting uh, getting your debut card, which uh, uh-huh. I gotta say, when I see one, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my own little moment too, just because I know, <laughs> just because I know how much it means to you, man. And, and this is oh, yeah. this is really the essence of, you know, why. I, and as yeah, I said you, at the start, you know, this is the essence of it. Yeah, you think you think about, you know, as kids, how many times when you're sitting in a minor league park, you know, you know, when you're watching 150, 100, you're, you know, when you're on your about 150th minor league game in the summer. You, you tend to lose focus of the actual game. You sit there and just shoot the bull with your buddies. You know, everyone's you know practicing their autograph on their binder. You know, on a, on the program on the ticket. You know, you kind of just sit there and practice your autograph and think about, man, you know, what if someone actually asked me for my autograph on a card? What if I actually had it with these Bowman? And to, <laughs> you know, for for it to for it to be happening is is just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, we've we've all done that, whether we want to admit it or not. You and I are strong enough to admit it that yes, we've I've done that as well. <laughs> when yeah, that's, I was that's the crazy thing with uh, with Josh, you know, my agent. We met through uh, through at Roger Dean. He had some clients at the time in in the Florida State League. You know, now he's got you know Jeremy Jeffress, Michael Brant. You know, he's got big Michael Brantley. He's got big leaders now, but at the time, you know, they were just coming up. And so he was always actually around the Roger Dean where we were. He, he's actually he's from Port or he lives in Port St. Lucie, and so he would always see us get autographs. And he'd come over and say, you know, hey, what do you guys got? You know, he just like seeing what we had because he's a former collector too. I'm sure I'll be the same way when I see people asking me or asking my buddies. I'll just like to see just what they got, just you know that that autograph collector in me. But um, so he would uh, you know, he'd ask us about what we got, you know, introduce us to some of his clients, and he always said, you know, if you uh, if you ever make it, if you ever get drafted, give me a call and I'll. I'll be your agent, and uh, so it's crazy, you know, how it actually how it actually worked out. Especially because, you know, we we would we'd be talking for um, we'd be talking for you know couple couple days here and there throughout, just from the time I was twelve through you know just even now, and we you know we'd text about autographs stuff like that. We actually never really talked about baseball, and then I, I called him last year. I called him last year at about. I don't know, in July I had a free agent offer, free agent deal offer with the Dodgers. And he called me, I called him and was like, hey man, you know, this is the opportunity, what do you think? Is it worth, you know, missing a year of school, yada, yada, yada. Probably talked about that for maybe two or three minutes. And then we went back to talking right about collecting, you know, what's your most recent autograph, all this different stuff. So uh, he's really just been been cool, you know, about this. You know, he's going to be, 
just as excited as, as I am about getting this getting this card and being a part of this set because you know this is this is a you know this is a this is the win for the collector community. You know, one of one of our own playing is, is definitely definitely cool. And so he's gonna be he's gonna be real thrilled about that. You know, he's just been great to the whole the whole thing. Well, I think that is also my favorite part of this interview, the fact that you so eloquently said right then and there that this is a win for the collector community because it really it is. <laughs> you grow up with the you know the niche board and all that stuff or Nash, I don't even is it niche or Pat Nisha? Yeah, Pat Nisha. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I don't know how his last name, but you know you go up with him talking about it and you just think, man, you know, I you know what if you know what if I made it and could do something like that, which I definitely you know. I got to focus on on work for you know work for this definitely my first year but you know who knows if I have a you know if I get established or something I would love to be able to run through something like that. Yeah, and, and I think that would be a real thrill for everybody around you is and everyone in the collecting community would would really uh, jump to that just like it uh, jumped to uh, Mr. Nishik as well. I mean it's it's something that that is so rare and i don't i can't really find an equal of this in like any other kind of profession that like this this that this would happen and that it means so much and i and it really makes it quite special and i mean just from someone who's never met you before today i mean hell i'm proud of you tim i mean this is like this is great <laughs> this is this is awesome Susan LeJudai, Marketing Communications Manager for the Topps Company, and also what people might not know you as, is the Stadium Club Editor. You had such an imprint on this product, and, and that's why I wanted you to talk about it with me. Suze, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thanks for having me, Alex. So let's go into this awesome product. I, like you, love Stadium Club. It's because of that the iconic look of the photography that's throughout this set. So why don't you go into that, the type of imagery that, that you chose for this product? You know, so I started as an editor on Stadium Club for the 2015 product. And, you know, you went through picking images and I had so much fun doing it. So when 2016 came around, even though I wasn't really an editor anymore, they asked me to still do it because it was so much fun and I couldn't turn that down. When you go into picking an image, for a card, especially something as, I want to say, iconic as Stadium Club, where imagery rules the product, it has to be a good image. Like, you cannot just pick, like, oh, here's this guy throwing, or here's this guy batting. Sure, you get those kind of images in Stadium Club, but at the same time, like, I'm always looking for something different, something that's going to stand out. And it doesn't need to be for a superstar player, and it doesn't need to be for just, like, a Trout or a Kershaw. Like, anybody can have a cool card. I know, I think it's Cole Calhoun. He has, like, a really interesting card in the product, and it's him walking through the tunnel. And it may sound, like, when you describe it, like, but when you see the card, like, it just, it's a very striking image. And that's what I look for when I'm, like, scanning through images. I'm looking for something that's actually, like, literally going to, like, make me feel emotions when I see that image. Without a doubt, you get that out of this product. And especially in last year's product, I mean, that's really kind of when I fell in love with Stadium Club. And I mean, it was my first full year at the Topps Company. And it just hit me over the head with like a ton of bricks how much I love that product because of that imagery. So let's talk about some of the people in this product that are iconic who are signing for this product. Yeah, some of the really cool signers actually are um, the rookies. 
you have Trevor's story. He has an autograph in his product. And we, we got him in at the last minute. And if, I was going to say, Trevor's story. Wow. It was a very super duper <laughs> late ad. It was one of those, I really hope the uh, production team is not going to kill me for adding this guy in. So. I was going to say, that sounds like a hat tip to yeah. Brad Ross and Michelle Smith. I think I, I kind of <laughs> just, I sort of just did it without telling them and was hoping that nobody was going to say anything to me later on about it. And uh, it worked out. Thankfully. You're lucky you are Michelle's favorite. Yeah, it worked out nice for me. So we have Trevor's story autographs in here. And I love the image on this. Honestly, I love the image on that card. We got Norma Mazzara in here. He, well, it is a redemption. It will be a redemption. You okay. will be getting fairly soon. Um, but he was also a last minute sort of sneak in. Even in the base set, like we snuck him in like probably like a day before he should. <laughs> like, <laughs> like three days later than the cards were due. But like some of the other cool autographs were like, you know, the guys that you want to collect cards of like you have Corey Seager and Lindor who's having a great season oh yeah I love Lindor and Carlos Correa and Ichiro and just like Ken Griffey Jr like you go through this list and you see Maeda and I know Schwarber you know he's hurt but still like he's a guy people want to collect and then you have Maguire and Garcia Para Noah Syndergaard and Omar Vizquel everybody's favorite like it's this checklist is pretty deep and then there's also a mystery redemption who we cannot tell you who it is just yet but I promise it will be a good one. So why don't we tell the people where they can get Stadium Club? Coming out very, very soon, where can people buy it? Sure. Uh, Stadium Club is available at hobby shops around the country. So if you go to tops.com and you scroll to the bottom of the page, we have a store locator so you can find a shop near you. Also online retailers that sell hobby products, but there's also retail available. So Walmart and Target will also be carrying Stadium Club. The model of your game, did you mimic certain players to kind of create your own swing, or did you really have your own identity on the field? Um, you know, to be honest, I didn't really realize my swing until I kind of got to college. I kind of, in high school, would just grab a bat, go up there. You know, you didn't really, you know, you just kind of, I just kind of went up there, to be honest. But, you know, one other thing we did back at the, the minor league parks was we would, during the game, We'd play wiffle ball because you know Roger Dean's a huge field, and there's a there's a huge concourse area, and there's down left field line. There's a huge area where no one even plays, and so you know some days, some days you'd be Ryan Howard, the other days you'd be, you know, I can't even you know Barry Bonds. You try to be some days, some days you try to be Chipper Jones. So you would just you know kind of just mold everyone, you know, because I was a lefty. I would just try and see see uh do some of those guys' batting stances while we played wiffle ball. You know, but you know, it, you know, one of my favorite players growing up, obviously, is, is A. Rob, and so that, uh, you know, I definitely watched him play. I don't think I have a swing anywhere near like his, but you know, I definitely watched him growing up. So I don't, I don't really know if I have an exact player I try and model my my game off of, but kind of just try and go out there and do the best I can. Well, sure, and and to your defense, I don't think anyone could mimic a Rod swing, so I think no. we'll, we'll give you a pass on that. But but actually, an interesting question, kind of in that same line, is if you could steal a player's swing, whose could you steal, like for a day? Man, oh Ken Griffey Jr. I think, yeah, I think that was probably the pretty one of the prettiest ones to ever to ever play the game. So I would definitely enjoy having that one for a day. Yeah, I mean, I could watch him hitting baseballs on loop for an embarrassing amount of time. He just swings so good as the logo. 
yeah, yeah, it does. So as you're as you're taking this next step uh, to professional baseball, I mean, first off, I I doubt that has actually sunk in yet. But when, no, it hasn't. It hasn't yeah. at all. I mean, people like me will probably help that along by saying these things to you <laughs> at you. So you're welcome. But um, what do you see in your future that could maybe be some challenges along the way that you're anticipating? and you'll kind of deal with one step at a time? Um, you know, definitely just handling, handling the grind aspect of it. You know, the the, uh, the the long drives, playing in different cities every couple of days, the hotels, you know, being away from home, playing, and obviously playing so many games in a row. Um, I think, you know, nowadays in college, everyone goes off to play summer ball. You know, you're playing a wood bat league in summer in college, and you're playing every day almost. And so that kind of gets you ready for it, but I'm sure it's going to be a little bit more difficult than, than that as it, as it is that way. But I definitely think, you know, just handling playing every every single day. Sometimes, you know, you're not, you know, you're staying in hotels, staying, you know, five, six hour bus rides, I think is going to be one of the most difficult things to deal with because, you know, everyone, everyone in professional baseball is talented. I think, you know, you don't get here from not being talented, but dealing with things like, like the bus rides, like the hotels, is definitely going to be something that you know you're going to have to grow to to be able to deal with if you want to have success. For sure, and something that you experienced last year that is not entirely uh, mimicking of of the minor league experience, but it's 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 getting there, and and it's a wooden bat league is the NECBL, and I you and I have something in common. Both of us have spent time in the NECBL. I was a broadcast. Oh, yeah. I was a broadcaster uh, for the Keen Swamp Bats. Oh, okay, yeah. Keen, Keen, Keen actually has one of the one of the nicer parks there. Oh uh, yeah, Alumni Field. Park. I love Alumni yeah. Field. I miss that place. Very, very. It's, it's very, very deep to right, but center very, very shallow. Yeah, if you could hit a pop up to center field, you've got yourself a home run. <laughs> I did. I actually did that last year. <laughs> yeah, Keen. I, I was upset. I was upset with myself when I, I hit a pop up on a pitch I should have done a little bit more with <laughs> when I was the ballpark. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks great in the box score the next day, but any scouts in attendance yeah. will label that as an F eight. <laughs> but it's a, it's a great park. I loved it, and uh, and the league is really fun, and, and it's a it's a oh, yeah. it's a time it's a time that you'll never have anything quite like it like in your life again. So, what was your time like in the NECBL? It was awesome. You know, I, I went there my after my sophomore year, and I liked it so much. I went back the next summer and brought some of my you know three of my teammates with me. Uh, Chucky Robinson, who he's now with the Astros and up in Tri Cities, in the New York Penn, actually was our catcher, and then Dylan Bruno and Nick Daw. Nick Daw is our starting shortstop. Dylan's our starting right fielder back at, at Southern Miss, and so you know they had a great time. You know, it's just so unique being able to meet people from all over the all over the country. You know, we had some guys from Southern California, obviously a local, bunch of local guys right there in Rhode Island. Um, we had you know we just had we had guys from everywhere. And so to get to, you know, you come together with all these guys and hang out with them every day and you kind of just all become great friends just from being around each other so much. It's it's really cool. Yeah, and you get to meet different families from around the area and, you know, the, oh, yeah, the, the host, host families. Family. So who is, yeah, who is you know, your host family? Uh, I had the, the Pagnetti is actually big time Yankee fans. They uh, No way. They're, they're big Yankee fans. Yeah, they're huge Yankee fans. So uh, that's, that's cool. They're... Uh, you know, I still keep in contact with them. They they came to visit me a couple times when I was playing in college. Actually, one time down in Miami, another time down in uh, when we were playing in West Virginia at Marshall. 
Um, so, you know, we still keep in contact. Actually, a kid from my team went up there this, this summer, you know, my, actually my roommate, another one of my roommates from college, Daniel Keating went up there and he actually stayed with them and played for the same NECBL team as I did. So, you know, I had a, I had a phenomenal host family, you know, and I think that's just another big part of having a fun summer is having a great host family. And I, I had the best host family I could ever imagine for, imagined. Yeah. And I'm so, sure they're uh, thrilled with who you got drafted by. Jeez. Oh yeah, for sure. They definitely are. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you gotta hit, you gotta hook him up with uh, with your with a signed uh, a Bowman draft Tim Lynch card, man. Yeah, definitely gonna. You know what's what's so special? I think about that league is that it's it's almost hidden because the Cape gets such press. Oh yeah, such press. Yeah, exactly. And but the exactly. NECBL is great, and it it's a really awesome uh, stockpile of talent. Oh yeah, there's some there's some big time players up up there that are some some studs. Yeah, who is sure. who is a who is one of the better players that you played against uh, last summer or the summer before? Oh, last summer, you know, there was a guy from Mississippi State, Brent Rooker. He actually got drafted this past year. You know, he was he was he was player of the year. He was pretty good. The year before that, there was player of the year, uh, Blaze Salter. He's with the Detroit Tigers now. He he was at Michigan State. You know, the, Mitch Mitch Jordan was our. He actually went up to the Cape the following. You know, he he was on the team my first summer. And he went up there the following summer to the Cape, and he won the Triple Crown, I believe, pitching, you know, strikeouts, ERA, and the other one wins. He he was a he, I think he was a tenth rounder this year at Stetson. You know, he had an awesome year. He's a great pitcher and he, even a better guy. So there's there's a lot of a lot of very good players up there. I'll end the uh, the very niche conversation on the NECBL there. Something that I know is is important to a lot of collectors, as you have noted in this interview that feeling of completion. Now, your career is just getting started, obviously. Yeah. Starting your career with a Bowman draft baseball card, do you have that kind of sense of completion? Well, that's, that was, you know, that's, I guess, one of my goals. You know, obviously, you know, nothing's completed until you get to the big leagues and have a long career in the big leagues. But, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's, it, like, I told, like I said earlier, you know, it's every kid's dream who grows up car collecting to have your Bowman and to have a Bowman draft, you know. Any collector who calls himself a collector around the country is, is going to have that set. So that's definitely was definitely one of my goals to be a part of that. But now, you know, now after you know this is complete, it's it's time to worry about worry about working and, and becoming the best player I can be, and you know, move up as quickly as possible, play as well as possible, and hopefully get to the big leagues. Thanks for listening to Top Stock, and we hope you hear us again soon. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Audioboom, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, and you can find us on Twitter at Top Stock. If you have any questions or comments or would like to tell us your collecting story on a future episode, email us at topstock at tops.com. Special thanks goes to Clay Laraski, Leanne Minutoli, Susan LeJudai, Chris Vaccaro, Josh Kuznick, and Tim Lynch. This has been Episode 28 of Top Stock.